Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. My guest today is New York Times bestselling author Darius Garrett. And Darius was my guest at the beginning of the year, and he shared his amazing stories about uh, coming from the streets of L.A. and becoming an original freedom writer and traveling around the world. It was an absolutely great interview. You can go back in archives and listen to it again. Um, it was it was listened to by a lot of people and just really an enjoyable interview. Darius is an accomplished musician, writer, and motivational speaker. His new book, Diary of a Freedom Writer, is out, and Darius is back, and we're going to catch up with him. So thanks, Darius, for coming back on. I'm glad to be here. Now, the last time we talked, you'd been really busy doing motivational speaking. Um, as you told the great story of, of being an original freedom writer, can, can you just kind of briefly kind of recap where you came from and the freedom writer experience to kind of where you are now for, for those maybe who didn't hear? Yeah, definitely. Well, I come from a group of 150 students that were pretty much labeled uh, as unteachable and unreachable and people that weren't going to make it. And uh, we pretty much started doing a lot of things in our neighborhood and our communities, including one key thing of actually writing down our memoirs of our lives and, and things that we had going on at the time. And we had made it into a book. And after making it into a book, the book wound up being published by one of the biggest publishing companies in the world, which is uh, double day at the time, part of Random House. And so after that, we had a movie made about us, uh, starring Hillary Swank in actually, uh, 199, I mean, not in 1999, 2007, uh, entitled Freedom Writers. And to this day, it's on Netflix, and a lot of people consider it as their favorite movie. And because of that, you know, we've just pretty much been able to spread our message of peace and uh, tolerance and change around the world and help change a lot of people and, and, and a lot of situations for people, as well as our book. Uh, previously, our book was transferred into 11 different dialects and uh, are pretty much a lot of people have implemented um, the teachings of the Freedom Writers and the things that we wrote about into the educational system and um, have used it and taught it as a course in their schools as well. Well, and you've been asked to come and give your story over and over and over again. And the reason it's very relevant is because you did come from the tough street, a very um, violent situation, and to be able to where you came from now. So a lot of kids and, and adults can relate to your story to see that it is possible to turn your yeah. life around. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, it's definitely been uh, a, a great ride. Um, I've been speaking over 15 years, um, and every time it's, it's like, brand new. 
And, I mean, I'm so glad that we've been able to touch so many people and um, help change their lives. Actually, I just recently did a speaking engagement, and there was a young lady that was very uh, big on this whole cutting thing where she liked to cut herself. And um, also there was a young man that was actually going to take part in a specific drug deal that day that I did the speaking engagement and he decided not to. And because he decided not to, the drug that actually went bad and the person that he did the deal with or that he kind of worked with actually wound up being killed. So um, just hearing things like that, knowing that, you know, unfortunately someone else passed, but I mean, to know that the person that you spoke to, you was able to influence them so much and their decision-making so much, and it helps save their lives. It's, it's, it's way more than money or, or anything else, you know, as far as having someone say, I appreciate you and this is why, and tell you their stories. It's, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Very, very serious when in real life. I mean, it really hits that home that these are people who are struggling with violent and deadly life and death everyday situations that a lot of people cannot even comprehend. Um, so it's great that you're kind of there to bridge that that gap. Right, exactly, exactly. Do, do you find that people, when you're talking to them, that they just don't have hope, um, they don't see a way out, and, and, and that's why, you know, it comes to this? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were pretty much the young Dariuses or uh, as far as the movie is concerned, the young Marcuses and Avas and Andres of the world where they felt that, you know, they were hopeless or they may have felt like they were in situations that were uh, compromising or or situations where they couldn't get out of. Like, uh, main example with myself, I realized being part of a gang, a lot of people know that when you're in a gang, you can't necessarily get out the only way to get out is to either die out or you know to relocate somewhere far far away or or something of that nature but one thing that i went through is and that i tell about in my book diary of a freedom writer is how i got out of the gang and i actually uh speak about that as well to a lot of young people and i let them know that yeah you know it is hard and it is uh, a life and death situation and decision that you do have to make, but there's one thing about change that when you're willing to change for the better, I always feel that great things will come and great people will come into your life to help you be able to make that change. And so when I decided that I wanted to change my life for the better, um, I decided that rather it took me dying or whatever I had to go through, including what I did go through, which was being jumped and being stabbed, um, you know, that's what I had to just encounter because of the simple fact that, you know, I wanted to prove not just to anybody and everybody else, but to my mother that I will, I was willing to change and I wanted to change no matter what it took, even if it took my own life. And so a lot of people, when they hear that, they're inspired and they're able to uh, have enough initiative, take enough initiative to go ahead and make that change. And Um, Another thing I speak about in the book is the fact that a lot of people feel that Aaron Gruel was the person that helped, that kind of initiated that change within us. And for myself, it was a lot different because she helped that change. But I would say my change came along 
when I actually met Meet Geese, which was the lady that the Dutch woman that hit Anne Frank. And the reason why is because for the things that she went through and the things that she took on for someone else was just so amazing to me because she could have given up Anne Frank and Otto Frank and the whole family, but yet still she decided to go through whatever she had to go through to protect somebody else. And because of that, to me, she was my hero personally. And so when I thought of that, I stood up at that time, and they also showed us in the movie where my character that plays me lets her know that, hey, you know, to me, you're my hero. And she looked out at us and she said, no, you guys are the heroes. You guys are the ones that are dodging bullets every day just to come to school and just to make it. So if you consider me the hero, then I therefore pass the baton to you and for you to go out there and be the pillars of the earth and the world and in your community. So when she did that, I literally physically and emotionally felt that she had actually passed a baton to us to continue on. And it was just so amazing because from that point, I was very much influenced to change my life for the better. And I write about all this in the book because that was the key moment where I totally made my change and realized that I wanted to change no matter what. And that's what makes the book so great. Uh, well, I won't say great. I'm sorry. I would say so good. Uh, others may say great because the simple fact that I brought forth that thought process of comparing contrast and, and pros and cons and, well, what if I do this and what if I don't do that? And being able to show just exactly you know, where I was at that point in time. And that's why the title of the book, Diary of a Freedom Writer, is the experience. It's so key because that's what I do is provide an experience for the reader so that they can see exactly how it felt to be Marcus going through the situation that he went through and to be myself going through the situations that I went through, you know. And, and it, I mean, a lot of people so far really like it, and so far the reviews have been great. And people have been rating it five star, five stars out of five stars. It's up for um, uh, Coretta Scott King Award, uh, Reader's Award, and things like that. So I'm really proud of it. Well, and and you should be. I will tell you, since we last talked at the beginning of the year, I reflected on that story that you told many, many times. It was so powerful a testimony of when you went to Amsterdam to the Anne Frank House. and. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, it really did change your life. But you really were able to drop us into that setting with you that day. And I've, I've really thought about that many times since we last talked. And that's why I think this book is so important to get in as many hands as we can because teenagers and young people anyway already feel, even under the best circumstances, can feel disconnected, like they don't matter, like there's no hope, that they're right. insignificant. And then, so you already, and, and that will just always be uh, as as we go through life's changes. But then you add on serious issues on top of those things, and it and it makes those kids feel isolated. And that's why right. this book is so important because it shows that they're not isolated. That that. A lot of people have gone through that. A lot of people have survived it, you being a very good example of that, um, beating the odds, um, coming from a poor and violent um, environment and being able to really travel the world and, and live your dream and 
and it really to me is a message of hope, and that's what people just need right now. Right, definitely, and I mean, that, I'm I'm glad that you said that because I'm very very adamant about trying to get my books into the school systems, um, to where they can actually implement it into the uh, into the curriculum or whatever they have going on um, as far as reading is concerned. Because I, beyond beyond just the fact of trying to bring forth change and offer hope, I'm also trying to bring us back to to a to a reality of of being able to um to read and and pushing literature a lot more now where people are starting to utilize their minds again i mean we're growing up in a society where i call it mtv generation where we're used to movies and everything else even myself i mean i, I really didn't like to read but one thing i realized about writing and, and reading as well is that when you read a book First of all, a lot of people always say the book is better than the movie. And the reason why is because nine times out of ten, when you're reading a book, you can kind of create your own character. But when you watch a movie, they're giving that to you. You're being spoon-fed the information that they want to give you. But when you read a book, the, the information and data is limitless because I can read a book about, let's say if I read the book that inspired Philadelphia, the movie, you know, I could put my father in that role because my father died of AIDS, you know, or if 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 it was a, a movie about, you know, uh, the color purple, if I read the book Color Purple, I know so many Sealies and Shugs, <laughs> you know, from the, mm-hmm. that, that could be that character, you know, instead of just Whoopi Goldberg playing Sealy. You know, and, and so that's why it's so important to, uh, for us to get back to reading our books and, and supporting our local authors and, and everybody because everyone has a story. You know, everyone has a story to tell. And I've noticed that, you know, there's a lot of people that that they're just so into this fantasy and everything else. And that's, that's wonderful. But one quote that I heard is that, you got to know where you came from if you want to know where you're going to go. And so I think that it's real important for us to start getting back into our reading books and reading a lot of the uh, nonfiction and biographies and, and historical biographies and autobiographies of people that we come from so we can realize where we come from so we can know exactly where we're going. You know, and like I said, you know, uh, before, you know, a lot of people that deal with like a lot of fantasies and, and stuff like that, fantasy books and everything, those are good. They're good pastime uh, readers and everything else. But I think a lot of times we get too caught up in that. And, and, and a lot of people don't realize that we're living lives and, and people are living lives and going through actual real things. And so when we, when we don't read about them, you know, then we're oblivious to the fact that other people are going through the same things that we're going through. You know, and so that's why, like, when people read The Freedom Writer's Diary or Diary of a Freedom Writer or, you know, any other book about somebody else that, you know, may inspire you or anything like that, because then that helps give you comfort that, hey, if they can make it, then so can I. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so many books in schools, at least when I was in school, they weren't super relevant to the time I was living in. You know, they were, they right. were, you know, books from people who had experiences, you know, maybe hundreds of years ago, and we were, right. we, they were required reading. But 
that you don't have to go back 100 years or 200 years to find relevant, good stories that are inspiring for kids today. They're happening all around us, and this book is a very great example. It's happening today. The kids can tap into that. I I thought it should be a must-read in schools. It absolutely sparks discussion, um, and it's they can look for you. They can find you. They can keep up with you. You're online. You're on social media. When they're reading this book, they can actually tap into the living, breathing person still going through this right. journey. It's uh, it's absolutely must read as far as I'm concerned for the schools today. I completely exactly, agree. Exactly. Definitely. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate that. And and that is a good point because I do do that. You know, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and everything else and. People have done that as they're reading through, they ask questions and they're like, ah, oh, so that's what happened because, you know, there are some things that are in a movie that uh, that are in a book that aren't in a movie, and but they have something to do with the movie. And so they're just kind of like, oh, so that's what that was about. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and I'll explain it to them or, you know, there's something that may not be uh, too clear or something like that or you know, and and I'll be able to express that, and I think that's so good, you know, for a lot of young people or anybody, actually, to be able to read a book and just have social media, you know, at their fingertips where you can read a book, and, you know, if you don't understand something or if there's something that you do understand and you want to give kudos on, you can just go online and say, hey, you know, you know, just ask them whatever question you want and get a response. I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So so do I. And it, it gives them a living example to keep following after because here comes Darius. Uh, Darius born, you know, in a on the streets almost in a very violent, um, I mean, you didn't have any advantage, zero advantages in life when you were coming right. up. And right. you were in a gang. Uh, you saw violence. There was death. You know, we talked last time about, you know, people dying around you. Um, that was part of your existence. I mean, what nightmares are made of, you started, that was your reality. So that's where you started. And this wasn't a part of the movie at all as far as um, Hollywood. This was real life. The, the movie was based on your every day. Where a movie came in or not, you were living that life regardless. Exactly. And so you had to come out of that to where you are today, a father, a writer, you have children of your own, a speaker. And so this book is a bridge. It bridges that experience for people um, to be able to go start at the beginning and watch all the building blocks that went in. You know, it wasn't easy. It was very tough. You had your ups and your downs and good days and bad days and two steps forward, three steps back sometimes. And, I mean, it's it's very real. It's very, um, you know, you don't sugarcoat it at all, um, but it, but, yeah. but you show that it's, it's absolutely possible, and, and people do make it out. They make it out every day, but it requires a little bit of work and effort, and there are tools to reach out for people in those situations. That's why it's, I think it's great that, that you're so easily accessible to people who are looking for a lifeline. Are you there, Darius? I think I lost Darius. Um we are going to we'll, – we'll, we'll play a song real quick. We'll get uh, Darius back on the line. I think we lost his connection on that. He's going to talk a lot about bullying 
um, in the upcoming um, part of the book. And that's something that also is going on a lot today. So I'm going to play one of our local rappers, uh, M. Deuce. He has a song right now called Let Me Live, and it's an anti-bullying song. And we'll get Darius back on the line. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's happening? It's your boy, M. Deuce. Here with Simadizi and my nephew. My nephew. Gotta stop the madness. We put this one together for all those that have been bullied, been hurt their life, brought down by somebody else. This message is for the bullies and all those people that hurt. Things you say to me, what you do to me, positivity only gets through to me. You can't ruin me, cause I'm doing with me, so let me feel, let me live my life. Can you please just let me live? All I wanna do is just be a kid. All I wanna do is just live my life, know everything alright when I think I'm is the hardest part of life When you care what people think And words cut you like a knife Taking pieces of your soul Take the shine from your glow When the negative approach It breaks you down a little more It's time we scream no These bullies gotta go Little girls of my own So that's all that daddy knows No kids should have to be teased When they go to school Because they look different Or might have some different shoes We need to realize The heart and soul is all that matters Not whose pocket's fatter Or who climbs a corporate ladder It's really how you add Any value to the planet Are you here to do some good or are you here to do some damage? Insecurities and jealousy breed envy. A bully has been hurt and they're really just pretending. I know deep down we all just want love. We all feel pain and we all need hugs, even thugs. Say to me, what you do to me? Positivity only gets through to me. You can't ruin me, cause I'm doing with me. So let me feel, let me live my life. Can you please just let me live? All I wanna do is just be a kid. This one's for the kids that feel like they don't belong I feel I'm one of you, that's why I really wrote this song As a kid I thought God was mad and I got punished Complicated birth defects, I don't have a belly button But it doesn't matter what it is, we're all the same If you're overweight, have no legs or even gay Like the drops of rain, if you really use your brain We were made in God's image, that could be so many things Most of us walk this path third eye blinded Pineal gland closed, not ready for enlightenment The bad try to blind us, I'm here to remind Keep your mind open and to focus on the kindness Thinking while I write this, how many walk lifeless Believing dollar bills are worth more than human life is That's so mindless, cause human life is priceless Be good to each other, that's when happiness will find us You say to me, what you do to me Positivity only gets through to me You can't ruin me, cause I'm doing me So let me feel, let me live my life Can you please Alright, I have Darius back on the line, and I wanted to talk to Darius um, and, and put this out there right now while uh, while everybody's listening about uh, the book being available on e-reader, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. So there's many, many ways you can go to DariusOnline.com, his website. But um, Darius was telling me it's selling out a lot on Amazon, right, Darius? Yes, yes, definitely. And so if, if there's any trouble with you getting it on Amazon, uh, you might try the e-reader version. Um, Barnes & Noble, you can try that as well. You can go directly to the publisher. You can check on Darius's website. Another thing that Darius is really passionate about is bullying. And he's been really involved in the anti-bullying 
movements and, you know, campaigns that are going on, and he's been a really vocal speaker about that. you want to touch on that, Darius? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the book also touches on that, just different aspects of uh, different types of bullying that goes on. And and it's just sad because so many people are dying and taking their own lives, and, and it's it's crazy because one thing I really try to push out there is, about tolerance and people feel that oh well you know it's always the victim that has the issue but it's also the person that's the 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 aggressor as well that has the issue because nine times out of ten they're they're doing something because they're either pushed into it or because they have a problem with themselves and their own self-esteem so that's what we try to do is uh me personally that's what i try to do is try to do different exercises to help boost their self-esteem and try to do different things to help them understand that, you know, they have a value and every, each and every one of us have a certain type of greatness and talent within us. And to take yourself off this earth is pretty much, you know, taking away that talent from us and from the rest of the world. And so a lot of people, they feel like I'm worthless or I have no use here or anything like that. And I talk about a lot of suicide attempts and things like that that I may have had um, in the past in my book and what made me want to get to that level. And, you know, a lot of things is because I felt like nobody cared, nobody loved me, nobody wanted me and everything. You know, so when when I went through this, you know, I'm glad that I was able to write about it because a lot of people that read it now, they're like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean and I know exactly where you're coming from. You know, and then on top of that, we also have the cyberbullying and stuff and with the cyberbullying <laughs> i mean it's it's just crazy because i didn't know that it was that bad to the point where i had a student that i spoke with and she was a real nice young girl very smart and everything else but a lot of people didn't like her because the basis that she was just so nice and so they would do a lot of things um via cyberbullying and you know, it pushed the girl to the point where she started hurting herself and things like that. And, see, I didn't even notice about this girl, you know, until after I met her. And so after meeting her, she told me her whole story and how the cyberbullying thing works because I was asking them, you know, how does that work? And it's just sad that people can really, really slander you and push you to the point where you feel like you're backed into a corner. And that's what she expressed to me that she felt like she was backed into a corner and the only way out was to die. So, I mean, when she started telling me about that, I, I started sharing, you know, stories about how I felt backed into a corner and what I did to take care of, of a matter like that without having to hurt myself. And, you know, she felt more positive and everything. But, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing I realized is that I had to implement that into my speeches and really try to help people learn to stand up against that because, I mean, it's a big deal. And there's a lot of young people taking themselves out because of matters like what this young lady had, you know, going on in her life. So that's why I decided to really, really try to start standing up against all of this cyberbullying and and just bullying all together because, I mean, it's not right and it's not fair. And what what they're doing is, you know, putting people in a position to take their talents and their greatness from the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as a society, we've been preaching 
anti-bullying for decades. And I just don't think that most people even recognize what bullying is. Uh, it's not always physical. Most of the time, it's not physical. And right. a lot of times, niceness can be seen as weakness. And right. that gets preyed upon. And I, I believe, because you never see anyone out there saying, oh, I'm pro-bullying, you know, we're all, supposedly we're all anti-bullying, but anti-bullying is bigger than it's ever been, even with everything we've been doing for all the years. You even see it on TV. I, I watch reality TV, and they have bullies on TV. There's bullies at people's work. There's bullies everywhere. It's, it just seems like it gets worse. I think that people don't even understand, obviously, what bullying is when it comes to other people and, and how they right. prey on other people and, and, and hurt them in significant ways, like, like, like what you're saying, where people want to, it's, it's so hard on them that they want to not even exist with the rest of us on this planet any longer. Very sad. Right, and that shouldn't even be, like I, I tell a lot of people that, that shouldn't really be the answer to anything. To take your own life or to take someone else's shouldn't be the answer to any problem. And the fact that a lot of people feel that is the answer to a lot of problems is what makes it so rough today. You know, it makes it, like, so bad that a lot of people, like, even with these young men that shot this kid, and um, I forgot where it was, but they shot this young man, and they asked him why did they do it, and they said because we were bored. And so oh, it's yeah. just like... It's it's a point where life is the value of life is nothing now. And back in the day, like when when we did the this thing called the Lion Game, Miss Grill would say, "Stand up, you know, if you lost over five friends." And a lot of people would probably stand up and say, "Stand up if you lost over ten friends." And a lot of you know, a couple people would sit down. Then they say, stand up if you lost 20 or more friends. And nine times out of ten, I was the only one standing on that line by myself. But now when I do speaking engagements or if I visit a classroom, I'll do the line game, you know, just for fun or something like that, and I'll do that question. And I'll say, stand up if you have, you know, had a situation where you lost over 35 friends, and I'm not the only one on that line no more. So it's sad that it's that way because of the simple fact that, you know, we have those type of issues and that, you know, now it seems like more people are dying today more than ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I I really feel like it's because there's a disconnect uh, morally and um, spiritually or soul to soul or some type of thing where, where you don't have that empathy for another human being even maybe you haven't walked in your shoes in their shoes you should still have some form of compassion that kicks in on some level that tells you to stop that you're hurting another soul and for me i seem to have got super super doses of empathy and compassion in my life and i'm very sensitive person and so it doesn't take much for me to actually physically feel the pain of another so to me, it's hard for me to grasp how someone else can't can't do that. But that's when I know that I I personally have gone too far. Is when I can I feel like that energy bounces out of me onto that person and comes back to me in a hurt and it hurts. Then I know I've got a taste of what I 
just given them. I don't like it. I don't right. like when it happens to me, and I don't like to do it to other people. Um, but is is there less people? Do you think like like that now, and and more people with a disconnect? And and, and how do we get it back and in, into some type of balance? Well, that's why I do what I do as far as speaking because I kind of want to implement that back where, again, we take it back to a point where people have feelings. I feel that, you know, I'm not a a psychiatrist or or anything like that, but I feel that, oh, give me one second. My apologies. Give me one second. Mm -hmm. You can find out more about Darius at DariusOnline.com, and that's where his website is. And as he said earlier, his book is up for a Coretta Scott King Award, and the book is called um, Diary of a Freedom Writer, The Experience. And this is where Darius has written his experience from start to where he's at now. And this book is really on Amazon. They're saying sometimes uh, there's a month wait as it sells out, and then they have to restock this book. And then it's being picked up by the schools as well. I really believe that it's a, a must read for for really anyone who's who is being bullied, who's has a who feels hopeless, who also is having a hard time in life, and maybe those who who don't understand what bullying is or or the struggles of another. And so it's great to have someone like Darius who can put that into words, who's lived that experience from start to finish starting in Los Angeles on the streets, coming from a a very dysfunctional home, a lot of deaths and violence around him on a daily basis, and then being able to have, become a world traveler, to become a musician, to become a writer, and somebody who's speaking to kids from somebody who really, really knows. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Can you hear me? Yep, I can. Okay, perfect. You might want to add businessman to that, too, because... (laughs) <laughs> because I had to, I, I, I am so sorry. I know that was so horrible to have to take a call, though, but I had to switch over real quick because um, uh, we have some very big things uh, going on. So uh, I, I really apologize to to the people that are listening as well as you as well. Um, right, so. Yeah, so back that's to okay. where you gotta I was. make a living. You know, you, you have to make a living. That, 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 that's the bottom line. And and that's one thing that musicians and authors find out that, you know, the musicians say, I just want to play the music, but there's a whole business aspect, right? I just want to write the words. Yeah. Well, there's a whole business that goes on with that, too, and you got to put food on the table. And so we absolutely understand that. No, no worries on that, Darius. Exactly. It's just so much. Even as a writer, I, I really look at. I, I respect all fellow authors, James Patterson, all the big authors out there because, I mean, it is crazy. I mean, the things that go on and, you know, the things that are in the works, you, you know, you get so excited because you can't talk about it, but you can't talk about it. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing to, to watch things un, unfold and things go on. And uh, it's just amazing. But all in all, um, Back to the thing about the um, bullying and the killing and stuff like that. It's just it hurts. It hurts my heart, and that's why I do this. Is because I don't want nobody to lose another child. I don't want nobody to lose another brother, another another sister. 
you know, anything like that. And the, the killings have just rose and rose and rose and rose. And there's the value of life is nothing. And it's sad because people don't realize that when someone kills another person, it's not just that the victim or the person that gets killed that, you know, their family is losing someone. It's also the person behind the gun that family is losing someone as well because they're going to jail for life. And a lot of younger people think, oh, it's no big deal because I'll get out of jail. But I found out the research that actually they're trying to trump up the charges on things like that because the fact that the states, you know, and the government does know that younger people, they don't care because they think, oh, I get 30 in a day. You know, I get 30 years and I'll be back out when I'm 60 or something like that. And that's sad. It's sad that they think that way, you know. And so I wish that we can try to find a way to really, really implement more more ideas to help people like this and, and, and to help young people that think like this. And, you know, we end up on the street. Like I know for all I can talk about is myself, where when I was on the street, I didn't have a way to make money or anything like that. So the first thing that was introduced to me was selling drugs. So at seven years old, I was selling drugs. But even, you know, when I got older, what I write about in the book was about me selling drugs. Now, granted, my mind state was on making money. It wasn't on doing anything bad or doing harm to anybody else. But because that was the only option available to me, therefore I took it. So what I feel should happen is that if there's more options available to our youth to be able to do things like sports, to be able to do things. See, a lot of young people can't take can't even take part in sports because they don't have the funding to do that or they don't have the funds to do that. They got to buy their own, you know, uh, clothing or uniforms and everything else. And just think if you're coming from a broken home or if you're coming from a neighborhood that's poverty stricken, how are you going to be able to pay for, you know, a hundred dollar uniform when you can't pay a $50 phone bill? So, you know, well, I know it, people who, who, who have, who come from, Two from unbroken homes and sports are expensive. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. So, I mean, with that, with that being the case, you know, I think that more things should be implemented implemented into that. I feel they should have more programs, like what uh, the Freedom Rider Foundation has is a program that teaches teachers how to be better teachers by being able to teach about life, not just from a curriculum, but about life and being able to take books like Diary of a Freedom Writer and implement it into their classrooms and help these young people learn that, you know, things are going on, like things that they're going through right now have been going on for years. Drug dealing has Mm -hmm. been going on for years. Gangs has been going on for years. Even before we had the street gangs in the hood, we still had gangs of, you know, the mafias and things like that that's been going on for years with these criminals like Al Capone and and stuff like that. So it's nothing new. It's nothing new. History just keeps repeating itself, and the things that were bad just keeps getting more and more notorious because there's no options for these people to be able to reach out for good. You know, when you're coming from a single-parent home, it's hard to be able, you know, I used to blame my mom a lot. But it's hard for my mom to do things when she's just trying to keep a roof over our head. Just think how much worse it would have been if my mom took the initiative to come to my football game, missed her job, 
and then get fired, and now we're on the streets. You right. know, so she she had no choice. You know, so we we just need things. So like I said, I mean, just like the gangs are waiting for us, it should be a boys and girls club right out out there waiting for our child as well. Just as much as there's, you know, someone out there trying to teach them how to sell drugs, there should be a program out there teaching them how to be an entrepreneur and start their own business. You know, and and even as adults, you know, we get back to the point where a lot of people, you know, start um, trying to start their own businesses and utilize their trades to be able to make money. I feel that will help a lot of things because it's going to bring the families back together. It's going to help finances, which finances is one of the key parts and reasons that divorces are happening, and as well as it'll be able to help us be able to fund our schools and and everything else and take care of our children, you know, and help the economy as well. So I just think we need to start funding a lot of positive things so that a lot of the negative things can start being put on the back burner and kind of push out the way. Granted, you still have your bad apples, you know, anywhere you go. But I feel a lot of young people or a lot of people that do commit crimes, they commit crimes in a sense of, out of a sense of hopelessness, out of a sense of uh, being desperate. I talk about being desperate in my book where, you know, a lot of people had clothes that I didn't wear. And that's a sense of bullying, too, because if you don't have the clothes that everybody else is wearing, therefore they start to make, you know, look at you crazy and start to make fun of you and everything else and make you feel bad because of the clothes that you wear. How many people do you know that, you know, have worn hand-me-downs? I know I was one of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you would have to wear the hand-me-downs because that's all we could get. And, and like, my mom, she used to shop at the Goodwill in the thrift store all the time and me. You know, when I was growing up, I thought the thrift store was the place to be. You know, I didn't learn about the, the the shoe stores and stuff like that until I got a little bit older and started hanging out in the games and stuff like that and started going like, I would say maybe around like middle school, you know, I started realizing, wow, you know, I don't dress like everybody else. And that's when I started selling drugs and, and stuff like that as far as on my own, you know, selling drugs and, and trying to make money so I can look like everyone else. You know, it, 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 that, that reminded me of um, my kids went to a public school in Southern California that implemented uniforms. The reason they implemented uniforms was to take that away. But I will tell you, mm-hmm. this is how deep-seated bullying is. Um, kids would pick on other kids based on their shoes, their backpack, yeah. anything outside the uniform. So you said to the kid, you, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to take the bullying out by putting everybody in uniforms. You put them in uniforms, they still figured out a way. The shoes, right. the socks, the hair ribbon, the backpack, it didn't matter. They found something outside the norm. So it's that deep of, of a seed that's planted in humans, even at that young level, um, and it really, really takes, I mean, it, it, it's going to take a lot of effort, you know, right. and it's going to take, you have a ton of effort that you put into this, and that's why we need to support you, because a lot of us don't have the time to put the kind of effort in, but you're willing to do that, so we need to help 
fund you, so to speak. We need to get you on the radio. We need to support you at the schools. We need to buy your book. We need to tell people about the book so that we can keep you out there because you have decided to dedicate your life to do that, which is absolutely wonderful. The more people we can get out doing that and the more we can take these little bits with us and really try to implement them at home, starting at home, because I don't think our kids even understand what bullying is. Um, right. And they need to know that um, because obviously, you know, the the big things we can say, oh, you push someone down, you throw them in the dumpster, you beat them up. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's bullying. But you know, that's so much, so much more than that. And you're seeing that um, every day when you're talking to these kids. Someone who's too nice, you know, comes down to somebody being too nice. Really, you can right. be too nice. Yeah, you can absolutely be too nice because it's seen as weak. And there's a lot of people that think that like. Um, as far as what we do, the Freedom Riders, myself, you know, and a lot of other people that stand against this this uh, violence and stuff like that, they think that, oh, it's just something that, mm, I would say, like, something that someone just chooses as a, <laughs> as a way to, you know, be financially free, I guess. I don't know. But um, it's just crazy because, honestly, you brought up a great point that the decisions that people like myself make to do something like this is very key and important. And the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of sick people out there. And, you know, I have a family, you know, and I've gotten threats already. Um, There have been people that told me that my book shouldn't come out and um, that, you know, there's people that tried to even get the original Freedom Writers book uh, burned and, and taken out of schools and, everything else and there there's people that that profit and um off of off of the things that go on uh out here from violence and stuff like that and 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 it's sad that you know you have to fear for your life to do the right thing but i mean it's no big deal to me because i've been through this before i've been you know to the point where i had to fear for my life so it's like okay well bring it on you know, and mm-hmm. so a lot of people don't realize that, you know, as as a motivational speaker, as someone that tries, you know, trying to be a humanitarian and try to be a person of, of the people and trying to help actually, you know, help other people, that there are people out there that really don't like that and that are against that and that are threatening. Like, I mean, there's Miss Grill has gotten numerous threats from the KKK and a lot of other um, a lot of other uh, groups that are uh, anti anti peace, you know, and, and anti tolerance and and everything else. So, I mean, I hope that you know those that do believe in this and do believe in this movement of trying to change um, a lot of young people and trying to change the world that you guys do, you know, sign on and, you know, support us definitely because we need the support. We need the voices out there that that's also rallying along with us because, yeah, one voice can make a difference, but just think what a million voices can do. So I, I just employ anybody and everybody that's out there, you know, if it's nothing but, hey, you know, um, how could I help or how could I, um, maybe there's a school that you could talk to over here, Darius, or, you know, maybe I can get your book in, in my school or maybe I can teach your book in my class or something like that. Every little bit counts and everyone thinks that it doesn't, but believe me, it really, really does. It really does. 
Absolutely. Well said, Darius. Well said. And thank you for for coming on. You know, people support a good man. He's out there right on the front line. Go to DariusOnline.com. Buy the book, Diary of a Freedom Writer, The Experience. Go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you have to go. Spread the message little by little. I mean, it just, you know, like Darius said, one voice makes a difference. Imagine what two voices can do, three voices can do. We start building a, a chain, and then before you know it, maybe you have a million. I mean, could you imagine if we had a million people? It would be absolutely, absolutely amazing. Thanks, Darius. Oh, yeah. it was, it's always so good to talk to you. I'm always so inspired when you come on, and I just, you know, anytime, you know, you have my email. Anytime you want to come on, we'll we'll, we'll talk. Definitely, definitely. And also, um there's a eventually what I'm trying to do is <laughs> I'm looking at almost coming out with um, a book hopefully every year. So there's another book we have in the web works right now also called A Flower from Autumn, which is a very good fictional book about um, a young African-American girl. Um, but it's told from the uh, viewpoint of a Caucasian woman. And it's kind of like a mi- modern day Thelma and Louise. Um, but it's a great book that I'm working on now. I'm enjoying writing it. And, you know, I just hope I can continue to uh, put stuff out there that can make people think, um, influence people to change their lives for the better. And, I mean, I really want to, I, you know, a lot of people say you can't change the world by yourself. And I'm like, no, but, you know, if I can just influence thought. If I can just make somebody think about it, you know, then I feel I'm doing my job. I don't think I don't really um, credit myself to changing people. I credit myself to provoking thought, and that's all I came to do. And I feel that's my purpose, and that's what I'm trying to do is to serve my purpose. So, you know, I appreciate being on your show, and I hope people definitely support Diary of a Freedom Writer. Um, if you can't buy it on Amazon, well, I mean, you could always buy it on Amazon, but I know that people were, like, on some type of waiting list or something like that for, say, like a month waiting, which is crazy. Like, I'm like, really? So <laughs> um, if that's the case, you can always go to the publishers. Um, my publisher, takepublishing.com, and be able to take advantage of it there. If you know any any place I could tell my story and and be able to give my speech, definitely let them know if there's any news shows or other radio shows anyone know of that I can be able to get my story out about Diary of a Freedom Writer and let people know, please feel free to uh, come to my website, DariusOnline.com, and and definitely let me know. I, I would love to speak anywhere that I can because I'm really – really, really eager to get my story out there. I just actually got back from, I did something in like Dallas. Then I went straight from Dallas to like Jefferson, Illinois. And then I came back to California um, just for the Labor Day weekend and had to do some things. But I mean, I, I really love doing it. If I could be on the road all year, I would, as long as I'm able to help somebody else to help inspire people to live a better quality life than I live because I want to be able to have people there for my kids because I have three daughters that you'll see their picture in the book as well that I love so much, and I do it all for them. I do it for them in the future of young people that are growing up so that they can have a better quality life than where we live. So every little big counts, and I thank you guys so much for being able to take this opportunity for 
to listen to me. Well, thank you, Darius. Darius Garrett, an original freedom writer, up for a Coretta Scott King Award for his new book, Diary of a Freedom Writer, The Experience. Go to DariusOnline.com for more information. And uh, Darius, uh, hold on the line. I want to talk to you for just a minute um, before I, I cut you loose. And so I'll be right there mm-hmm. with you in just a minute. Um, I certainly appreciate everybody tuning in and listening today. Again, DariusOnline.com to support Darius Garrett, an original freedom writer out there trying to make a difference in, in, in this rough world. It's, it's hard on everybody. I wanted to play out again. I'll let you listen to the whole M. Deuce, Let Me Live, uh, a rapper showing hip-hop has a heart, uh, out there also spreading the word against anti-bullying. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Yeah, what's happening? It's your boy M. Deuce. It was Sima Deezy and my nephew. And my nephew. We put this one together for all those that have been bullied. Been hurt in their life, brought down by somebody else. This message is for the bullies and all those people that hurt. Things you say to me, what you do to me, positivity only gets through to me. You can't ruin me, cause I'm doing with me, so let me feel, let me live my life. Can you please just let me live? All I wanna do is just be a kid. All I wanna do is just live my life, so everything alright when I think at night. It's the hardest part of life When you care what people think And words cut you like a knife Taking pieces of your soul Take the shine from your glow When the negative approach It breaks you down a little more It's time we scream no These bullies gotta go Little girls of my own So that's all the daddy knows No kids should have to be teased When they go to school Because they look different Or might have some different shoes We need to realize The heart and soul is all that matters Not whose pocket's fatter Or who climbs a corporate ladder It's really how you add Any value to the planet Are you here to do some good or are you here to do some damage? Insecurities and jealousy breed envy. A bully has been hurt and they're really just pretending. I know deep down we all just want love. We all feel pain and we all need hugs, even thugs. What you say to me, what you do to me, positivity only gets through to me. You can't ruin me, cause I'm doing with me. So let me feel, let me live my life. Can you please just let me live? All I want to do is just be a kid. This one's for the kids that feel like they don't belong I feel I'm one of you, that's why I really wrote this song As a kid I thought God was mad and I got punished Complicated birth defects, I don't have a belly button But it doesn't matter what it is, we're all the same If you're overweight, have no legs or even gay Like the drops of rain, if you really use your brain We were made in God's image, that could be so many things Most of us walk this path third eye blinded Pineal gland closed, not ready for enlightenment The bad try to blind us, I'm here to remind Keep your mind open and the focus on the kindness Thinking while I write this, how many walk lifeless Believing dollar bills are worth more than human life is That's so mindless, cause human life is priceless Be good to each other, that's when happiness will find us You can't ruin me, cause I'm doing with me So let me feel, let me live my life Can you please just let me live? All I wanna do is just be a kid All I wanna do is just live my life Know everything's alright when I sleep at night 
the names in the fist fights, let's get right. It's not about ice, but get what your wrist like. Instead of cracking books and learning something for the future. We have to go to school, uh, wonder if someone will shoot you. It ain't right the way these kids are growing up. Picking gangs over school with the sets of throwing up. But all they ever see, though, on how life goes, is get a click, pack some clips, and get some big dough. The next thing you know, they're starring in a big show. No name, just a number, cell block four. This story's getting old, and the world is still cold. It's only getting colder, watching rain turn to snow. Hoping we can grow, stop worshiping the dough. The soul's the only thing to go when your casket's closed. And kids will repeat what they hear and what they're shown. So lead by example, and I'm talking to the grown. Come on, world, it's time we wake up. We need to teach these children love and peace instead of war and hate. And if these material possessions don't mean a thing, it's about heart and soul. We have to realize kids are not born evil, they're just taught bad behavior. So let's show them how to respect each other and the surroundings. It starts at home, so lead by example. M. Deuce repping G.O.D. God over dollars. Say to me, what you do to me? Positivity, only get through to me. You can't ruin me, cause I'm doing me. So let me feel, let me live my life. Can you feel? 